welcome to the Junior League of Greater Princeton Centennial Podcast, a show where we're sharing some of the most incredible, important, and memorable moments in our organization's 100-year history. Did you know that the Junior League of Greater Princeton was not the name our organization initially had? On today's episode, new member Candace Ramsey discusses our organization's name changes with Gail Holohan and Sarah Hill. Enjoy! Hello, and thank you for listening to the Junior League of Greater Princeton New Member Podcast Project. My name is Candace Ramsey, and I will be hosting today's episode. Joining me, I have Mrs. Gail Houlihan and Mrs. Sarah Hill. And we're going to be discussing the history of the, the name changes of the Junior League of Greater Princeton. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. So good morning, Sarah and Good morning morning to you. Thank you so very much. Um, Before we get started talking about the history of the name change, um, Gail, let's start with you. Um, Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, um, as to the junior league, is that what you're interested in? Yes. Yes. All right, I, I um, was in the provisional class of 1970, if you can believe that, you weren't born. No, I wasn't. And, <laughs> and uh, I was class chair, I don't know if they still do that. Uh, our project was at Mercer Street Friends Center, and we did a party for the senior citizens who uh, were there. And one of my committee um, members was Rusty um, Priory at the time, Welsh now. And her job was to bring a movie for these seniors. And um, I'm trying to remember what she chose, but what it was was one she had never seen. And um, these were on big, you know, the big cassette, big guts. I don't know, what do you call them? The big round things that go through a projector. And anyway, it was not an appropriate movie. So we had to do something else. I think we sang songs or something. Um, I have five children. Uh, They were young at the time that I was a provisional. Um, I loved the provisional class. We had a wonderful class. I don't know what else you need to know. Oh, that's went on to be- Yeah, we just really wanted to just to learn more about you for everybody that's going to listen to the podcast. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, mm-hmm. Sarah, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I, uh, I've lived in this area most of my life. My parents moved here when I was five. So, um, so I'm pretty well versed in Trenton and... Um, the area around it. Uh, I actually was working in New York 
1964 when, and I was not married, and, um, <clears throat> but I <clears throat> was anticipating <laughs> getting engaged to a Trenton uh, attorney. And so, um, so when I got the invitation to join, uh, I thought, well, you know, should I take my provisional class in New York or should I just defer for a year and then I'll be married and, and I can do the provisional. And one of the older women said to me, you cannot turn this down. If you turn this down, they will never ask you to join again. So, so there was my quandary living in New York. Uh, right. And, and, and knowing that in nine months I would be married and in three or four months I would be moving down to be with my parents before I was married, uh, I just decided to commute. So for the provisional class, I commuted from New York. I would- Oh leave. my goodness. They were always at night. So I would, I would leave my job at five. I would take the train down and my parents or my fiance would pick me up and then there were some gals that lived across the road from my parents and they would take me to, uh, to the meetings or I would drive my parents' car to the provisional meetings. Uh, so that went on most of the fall. This is 1964, 65, probably mm -hmm. 1965, I would think, because I was, I was married in 1966. So, so that's how I became indoctrinated into the junior league. So I, uh, I had at the course at the time I had no children and I was, I was working locally. And then um, in the late sixties, I had a couple children and, uh, and I continued in the league until I was 40, which was about 1980. And, um, you know, Gail was president. Gail, you you're too you're too modest. You you don't tell everybody all you did in the junior league. Gail was a real a real go getter in the junior league with five kids. She was an inspiration to us all. Oh, so, thank you, thank you. No, I was I was an older. Uh, I came in a little older, so that was unusual, but very fortunate for me because I was living in. Bordentown, uh, and I had been working in New York City before I uh, moved to Bordentown and was married um, to some to uh, an insurance uh, person, and his business was in Bordentown, so we lived there, and I really knew no one. I had grown up in Haddonfield, New Jersey, which is South Jersey, so uh, the league was wonderful for me to meet people. Yeah. Wonderful. And thank Wonderful. you for the kudos. Well deserved. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. So you both I can say I can say exactly the same back to you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to know anything about the way they can ask Sarah. <laughs> well, so, you know, remember um, I was from Trenton, uh, or at least I right. wasn't born in Trenton, I was born in Chicago, but but uh, after the war, my, my parents lived in the air. We lived actually out in Ewing, uh, which was farm country at that time. But, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but uh, so I knew a lot of people. Um, and 
you have to remember at that time in, in the 50s, Trenton was a very small town. And right. we knew everybody. I mean, I knew people from Morrisville and Yardley and Princeton. I mean, every every young person knew each other because they all came together for dances and parties. And uh, so when I joined the league, I had a lot of friends and my parents okay. or some of the older women were friends of my parents and, or daughters of friends of my parents. So, so it was easy for me to, to integrate into the league, but I always thought what a wonderful way to meet people if you came from another town. Right. And it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> I love hearing this. Um, and so you both have been, um, you know, you joined the league in 1970 and Sarah, I believe you said in 66. In 65 actually, yeah, provisional, yeah. Yeah, so you both were active members for each of the name changes, correct? Uh, no, no, I was, no. no. Nope, just just the one because we were sustaining in nineteen what Gail eighty or something like that. Right, uh, you had wasn't it forty at forty? Forty you were sustaining. Oh no, more than that, right? Well, I don't remember. Forty for me, I I don't know. I just remember yeah. it's forty. And yeah. So, uh, I was not around for the second uh, name change. No, nor was I, but I was very involved. <laughs> in the second name change of uh, being president at the time. So as we know, um, the Junior League of Trenton was born in May, on May 25th, 1922. Mm -hmm. So we used that name um, for many, many years, but there was a lot of uh, discussion about the name as time went on. And during my period of um, being president, and we were two-year presidents at the time, uh, many of our projects were in the Pennsylvania area. And as um, Sarah has given you that background, there were not a lot of um, lines drawn between the Pennsylvania area and the Trenton, New Jersey area. We all thought of kind of Bucks County and Yardley and Morrisville as being all part of Trenton. <laughs> At least that's how it was in my time. But uh, we had many, many projects in those days. And some were on the uh, Bucks County side, the Pennsylvania side of the river, and somewhere on the Trenton side. And um, for some people, this became uh, confusing. They, they felt that um, the members who lived in the Pennsylvania side uh, were not really being represented by the Junior League of Trenton name, that maybe some of our projects were not being represented well by the Junior League of Trenton name. And we had a lot of discussion, I think very similar perhaps to the discussion around the name of Princeton. 
Um, my memory is not perfect, and Sarah may remember, but I think that we actually took a straw ballot at one point for some different names that were suggested. And um, that uh, it didn't turn out very well. Um, the discussion that went on in the membership, I would have to say sometimes it was not happy discussion, <laughs> um, but it was very, um, it was very worthwhile. Everyone looked at our projects, understood what people were saying, tried to see the other person's point of view. And we tried all kinds of different names and we chose the Junior Lake of Central Delaware Valley, thinking that it represented Delaware Valley. Mm -hmm. It certainly was not a pretty name. <laughs> um, I don't know anybody who was in love with it, but we held the um, vote and um, I think I wrote the, the date of the vote somewhere here, um, but we actually, um, yes, it was April 2nd, 1974, we voted and chose that name. And then we had a certificate of amendment filed uh, that made the name official. And uh, that was in 19, no, that's not, I'd have to look here. Well, let me, uh, let me back up a little bit because I think that uh, historically you have to remember these are very difficult times, 1968 to 1974. You know, we're very, uh, we had, we had these, um, uh, terrible assassinations. Um, and when Martin Luther King was assassinated, they, they just burnt Trenton to the ground, basically. Um, yeah. It was very, very sad. It was, they were just really, really tough times. And so after that, that was what, 1968, I believe, um, you saw a great shift from, from Trenton which was really the center of the whole area. You know, everybody, oh. Princetonians went to Trenton to buy their clothes and, and do everything. But <clears throat> you saw a great shift uh, to the suburbs and that took, took a while. Uh, the riots scared people, uh, frankly. Um, they used to go down into Trenton to the schools all the time to give children's theater and all sorts of working with the schools and the social service agencies because there was a need there. But after the riots, people were really scared. And there was this, people moved out of Trenton, moved to Princeton, moved to Bucks County. So it took about four, four to five, six years for those demographics to, to really change the character of the league. And all of a sudden, by Gail's presidency, uh, people didn't identify anymore with Trenton. Um, and sadly, it was the state capital, but they, they just didn't identify anymore. They identified with their own um, particular areas. 
And I think this precipitated it and it came to a head during Gail's presidency. And it was bitter. It was really, uh, it, it was a horrible meeting, I must say. It was very, uh, I don't know how Gail got through it, but um, it was it was bitter. You had people who had been in the, in the league for years and sustainers, they were just mortified that you would change the name. Mm. And if there had been a name that was easily identified, people could easily identify with, it, it would be different. But as Gail said, there was really no name that you, you could use to describe this area. We had two states. We had several counties. You know, it wasn't like the Junior League. Well, Newark, the Junior League of Newark, I think, Gail, didn't they change their name at some point? They did it. Well, they did it about the same time. Yeah. And it became Montclair, Newark. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I think uh, Newark, didn't yeah, it? Now, no, uh, is it Newark today? It was Newark, but I think they became Montclair Newark. Mm-hmm. They had a double name. And that did identify where they were working. I wanted to go back to the riots because um, I uh, we had a wonderful project called, um, well, I called it Drugs Are Like That. We were so far ahead of the time. Uh, with that project, we would go into the classroom and talk about uh, the, the uh, problem with drugs that you have to, these were two like fourth, fifth graders, sixth graders maybe, as I recall, and um, were having them understand uh, the danger of getting, of trying drugs. And <laughs> there was an emphasis for the parents to be looking in their medicine cabinets. Isn't that familiar? So uh, we were ahead of our times there. But in order to kick off that program, we had a luncheon for the teachers who would be involved at the uh, in the uh, basement of a church right in that area in Trenton where the riot occurred. And we had set up for the luncheon. We had box lunches. And then we were told that we needed to get out of the area immediately. And uh, I was there in a, in a station wagon, had my car hit with a baseball bat. Uh, we had another leaguer in a car. I believe she actually was, was hurt. Uh, not hard, not badly, but maybe hit on the arm. So this scared everyone uh, and changed uh, the way that we did the program. So Sarah's right. It, 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 I, it was a very bitter meeting, very difficult meeting to, um, to lead because I really wanted us to come out of this meeting joined <laughs> together, working together as we had been really, as we had been. And um, I know one of your questions um, was whether or not our community partners uh, were concerned about this name change. And once again, I do not have a recollection that we had any uh, difference in our relationship with our community partners. Mm. I think everyone 
was seeing what Sarah just alluded to, that people were moving away from Trenton, people were nervous about being in Trenton, and uh, we just adjusted the way we worked and kept working with our partners as we had in the past. And at least that's my memory. Um, Sarah, what's yours? Yeah, I don't, uh, I actually, I hate to say this, but I actually resigned after that meeting, uh, not particularly because of the name change itself, but because the meeting was so bitter and <clears throat> I, was, I was pregnant with my third child and my mother was dying of cancer and oh, I, just, I just couldn't handle it anymore. You know, it was just, and I'm, right. I'm saying this because um, events that events shape organizations and people a lot. And I don't think people realize that, you know, we, um, you know, the junior league was always such a wonderful, wonderful place to be. People were kind and generous and, you know, there was no backslide, backsliding or talking about people. It was wonderful. And then all of a sudden, right. All of a sudden, history kind of stepped into the moment and, and made it very difficult uh, for the organization. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's sad to see that. Um, I came back a couple of years later. I, you know, my issues were resolved by that time. And, uh, you know, was, an, uh, was a member for another four years till I went sustaining. So it was a temporary lapse, but it just was kind of, you know, I just, I kind of lost a little bit of admiration for the, you know, for the group at that time. And of course, then it, yeah. it, it, it's resolved itself like everything else does. You know, we, we all got back together and, you know, it was like nothing had happened. But it was so difficult. And particularly for Gail, and, and I forget who came after you, Gail. Was it Marge Smith? March 5th, March. Yeah. And she, yeah, she, she really changed uh, the focus of the league at that time. Mm -hmm. um, she um, is very, as we all know, um, an excellent trainer. And her interest was in uh, training the junior league members. Perfect. I thought it was a, as I look back, I thought, think what a great uh, transition that was at that time mm -hmm. that we began to look inward a little bit at ourselves and uh, she gave us many many different training sessions on how to be leaders and it was uh, it was a good time to be doing that um, I have to say that um, I noticed uh, some backbiting and unhappiness about the name now, the current name. Um, I think that a lot of sustainers may, or, or I'm, not a lot, but, but I'm hearing it from some sustainers. Now, I haven't been active in the league, obviously, for a long time. Um, and I was surprised to hear this out in the open and um, I think bitter again. Um, I think we have to be honest that there's a branding uh, that we've done, I believe, to the lake by making it the Junior League of Princeton. Um, we were trying to brand it back in the 70s, you know. 
and it's difficult uh, because of our location and and our projects. So I am I am disappointed to see that uh, all the goodwill that when I started was uh, so much goodwill and kindness to each other and. Um, I'm disappointed that there may be uh, some creeping in <laughs> of uh, bitterness about um, the name of Princeton uh, by some people who are generally against Trenton still hold on to that and others who um, are in the Pennsylvania area. We're back to the Pennsylvania area again. I hear that some people won't go to meetings in some locations, and I think that's very disappointing. Yeah, so you think it's because it doesn't, you know, embody the entire region, you know, our Pennsylvania members feel a, a little bit excluded, maybe? I think, I think some do. I think some do. And there, and why should they, you know? Why should they? This is something that, uh, is a, is a problem and there, there needs to be a solution to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very disappointing to see that anybody would feel excluded mm-hmm. um, because of a name, you know? Right. Well, I think, I think it is to me. part of it might, might be the, um, th- there was always somewhat of a tension between Princeton and Trenton um, <clears throat> and and I mean, growing up, uh, Princeton was just a little college town. There, there were no stores there. There were little restaurants, you know, like um, deli type things. But there, there was nothing like it is today. And, mm-hmm. and I think the tension there is that people that are still around remember Trenton as such a beautiful, beautiful city with so many wonderful wonderful opportunities for education and and uh it was everybody went to trenton i you know and all of a sudden nobody goes there anymore um unless you have to you know if you're on jury duty or something but uh and that's very sad for a lot of us who who grew up there and we you know princeton has has usurped all of that aura that Trenton had. I, I don't think younger people realize how, how important Trenton was. I mean, we had famous people come to Trenton. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had Althea Gibson come and give it, uh, you know, we had, we had fabulous oh, people. Ellen, Nick's there. Eleanor, and, Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. At the War Memorial. I heard her. Um, I mean, I think... Uh, there, it was the center of culture, but but there's another side to the league, uh, as I understood it when I came in, and that was that we were looking for towns like in Newark um, that had uh, needs. They had real needs to be addressed by junior league kind of work. Um, one of the wonderful projects the Junior League of Trenton did was to put together a volunteer bureau. Uh, because there were so many needs and they needed to organize and work together as volunteers and make sure these different projects were met. So we looked at Trenton as a place where there were 
needs for us to answer, Newark looked uh, at the same way um, as Philadelphia uh, did and does and New York. Uh, so it wasn't just the beautiful city, it was the opportunities to help people who needed help. And I think that when you think of the Junior Lake of Princeton, uh, many of us, or some of us, don't understand exactly what the needs are in a town of Prince. It's called Princeton <laughs> that has the Princeton aura to it. So um, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, you know, I think that. Um... I think that the reason for using the Junior League of Greater Princeton is to, you know, cover all of the surrounding areas of Princeton uh, so that nobody would actually feel excluded. So it's interesting that, um, you know, the focus would be solely on Princeton and uh, not the greater surrounding areas. I think, yeah, it's, I, think I think it's a little bit unfortunate that any member would feel that the league name doesn't, um, you know, feel inclusive to all the areas that in the communities that we serve. So it's really a branding. It's really a branding issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of the problems, of course, with Trenton. It you know Newark had Prudential and Camden had. Um, <clears throat> had this Campbell's soup and, you know, Trenton didn't have anything like that. There was no big company that would, could step in and fund a lot of, um, a lot of this stuff. Um, no, the company was, this was the state government. The company right. was the state government. Yeah. And they never and, uh, tribute, you see, to, <clears throat> you know, they never really wanted to spend the money to, to, um, to enhance Trenton, um, which was sad, really. Yeah. Well, I think, as you said, Sarah, the riots changed everything. You know, yeah. Yeah. changed. Well, they did it for about. all the big cities in 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 the in the in the east. You know. Right. Right. I mean, that's just the reality of it, and uh, you know, I <clears throat> I worry a little bit today with some of the stuff going on that. You know, we don't learn from our mistakes. So anyway. <clears throat> when I think about the branding, um, I do think that um, there are some who would say uh, that members are attracted to the name, mm -hmm. um, to this name. And um, I'm, I'm sure that that's a possibility for some people. Hmm. I think it's going to fade over over time. It's like anything else. It it will eventually. Um, I, I think a lot of the sustainers that were upset about it have have resigned, and and that's their right. that's their prerogative. So right. it will it will resolve itself. But any name changes is, is very very difficult uh, for an organization. I, I know I belong to uh, like my college alumni club we were always the club of Trenton, uh, just like the junior league was. And um, mm -hmm. 
in, in around the same time, they changed it to Trenton, Princeton, dash, Trenton, dash, Princeton, because most right. of our members were, were basically coming from Princeton. So, right. so, and then they changed it again to uh, greater Princeton about, about the same time, I think the league changed. So <clears throat> the league is not unusual in the, in these, in this change. No, no. And so I think, the know, 1988 change that changed it over to Greater Princeton, uh, was that because there was still so much contention about the Central Delaware Valley name? <laughs> well, it's really not a very sexy name. <laughs> I think no one was, I, I don't know of anyone who was happy with that name. Uh, but it, it, it was confusing. <laughs> It's it's purpose at the time. Gail, do you remember? I was just I was just recalling one of the names that was suggested was Mercer Bucks the Delaware. Do you Uh, remember that one? I do. do. (laughs) Oh, there were some awful names because it's it's difficult. It's difficult to come up with a name as we as we're saying. (laughs) But um, um, I think that we were actually. I was very happy to see that name go since it was under my presidency. Um, but you know, what's really, really, really can't we get over this name business and just do our work? I think that's the important thing. We have to do our work. And this league is doing marvelous work. And uh, I'm very impressed with, with the actors and the sustainers who work very hard also. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, this was a wonderful discussion. I actually learned quite a bit. Um, and I, I thank you Good. both for your contributions uh, to the Junior League over the years. And, um, you know, even as sustainers, you know, helping us new members <laughs> learn more and more about the league and, and, and the league culture and the history. It's, it's a wonderful thing. So thank you both. You're welcome. Thank you for asking. Thank you, Candace. Absolutely. I'm glad it, that we were able to accomplish it. <laughs> yes, me as well. <laughs> me as well. Um, awesome. So I have um, learned a lot through today's discussion and um you know, this, this new member podcast project would not have been possible um, without, you know, our sustaining members and our active members who've been with the league for a while. So I truly, truly appreciate um, you agreeing to do it and participating and sharing your knowledge and experience with me. It, it really means a lot. And for all the new members coming, you know, after us, um, they'll be able to listen to this podcast for years to come. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We're, we're really creating an oral history, actually, through these, which is very interesting. Um, we always taught about oral histories, right, Gail? And taking yes, we did, yeah. And this is, this is no different than an oral history. It's there for anyone to listen to. So thank you, Candace yeah. and the league. Absolutely. Um, 
that is the end of this episode. And thank you so much. You ladies enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Junior League of Greater Princeton Centennial Podcast. The Junior League of Greater Princeton is an organization of women committed to promoting volunteerism, developing the potential of women, and improving communities through effective action and leadership of trained volunteers. Its purpose is exclusively educational and charitable. We value community. It is the heart of all we do. Volunteerism, the way we make a difference in our communities. Leadership the development of individual potential and the collective power of women as leaders. Collaboration, the relationships we develop within our organization and through service with others, and respect for our members' time, energy, and well-being. Since its founding in 1921, the Junior League of Greater Princeton has been an organization of women bringing people and needs together. We welcome all women over the age of 21 who demonstrate a commitment to volunteerism, regardless of race, religion, or national origin. Currently, there are nearly 250 active provisional and sustaining members from Mercer, Middlesex, and Bucks counties and the surrounding areas. The Junior League of Greater Princeton is part of the Association of Junior Leagues International, which includes 292 leagues in the United States, Canada, Mexico, and Great Britain. For more information about what we do in the organization or how to get involved, visit www.jlgp.org.